the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We're going to be finishing our series tonight on Think Happy Part 3, right? Think Happy Part 3 as Jesus followers. Let me tell you, we got so much to think happy about. We got so much to think happy about. We just have to learn to set our mind on Jesus and keep it set. Because let me tell you, you're setting your mind on something. You're setting your mind on the negative report. You're setting your mind on the circumstance. You're setting your mind on that bank account number. You're setting your mind on those followers. Whatever it is that you need, how many likes, you got, you're setting your mind on something. What we need to do is set our mind on Jesus and keep it set. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, come on, it doesn't matter what's going on in your family. It doesn't matter what's going on with the doctor's report. It doesn't matter what's going on. We have the choice to make. We can choose to be happy. We can choose to set our mind on Jesus, set our mind on things above, set our mind on a future, set our mind on hope. We can set our mind on the Word of God. We can set our mind that we are healed, that we've been redeemed, that we are forgiven. We got to set our mind. Do you know that everything in this world is so after your attention? It wants your attention. It wants your attention. That phone, that phone is screaming for your attention. That phone, just a little tiny vibrate. Ooh, you, you pass by something and you hit the couch or whatever. Ooh, somebody's calling me. Somebody's this. Somebody, I'm important. I'm important. I'm important. You are important, and it has nothing to do with your notifications. You are important because you are a child of God. It's time to discover who you truly are in Christ Jesus. Come on, right? Set your mind on Jesus. Keep it set. This new way of thinking, it takes time. It takes consistency. You didn't end up the way you are just in one day. No, it took you 25, it took you 35, 45, can you get a 55, 65, 75? (laughs) It took you a few years to get the way you are, right? And so be kind to yourself. This transformation process is gonna take time. It's gonna take time, but it's all right. It's all right, set your mind, right? Day by day, with constant repetition, replacing our old way, our old way of doing things, our old way of thinking, replacing it with God's way of doing things, replacing it with God's word. What does God's word say about this situation? What does God's word say about my health? Come on, what does God's word say about my wealth? What does God's word say about my relationships? What does God's word say? Come on, what does God's word say about me as a husband, about me as a father? What does God's word say? What is my responsibility? We look to the standard of the word of God. We look to Jesus. That's where we're going to find that standard. That's where we're going to find what we're supposed to do in this situation. We'll be acting crazy. We're going to follow the world's standard. The world's standard is getting lower and lower and lower every year, every day, every second, every post. Lower and lower and lower is the standard. So you got to show more, show more, show more. Now we don't even care. We don't see all of you. That's so sad. Why? Because you're being degraded by the world's view, by the world's system, by the world's way of doing things. This is okay. This is acceptable. This is okay. This is acceptable. Put your clothes on. Please. Come on. Stop posting that stuff. 
You know, your value is in the blood of Jesus. God sent Jesus. He paid the price for you. You are priceless. You are priceless. It's time to discover who you truly are in Christ Jesus. It's time to discover who you are, are, right, day by day, building a strong foundation in God's word for your thoughts and your attitudes. We're building a strong foundation of God's word for our thoughts and attitudes. We have to guard our heart and apply mind management tools. What? Why are you trying to get all therapy on me? No, you got mind management tools. They're just screwed up ones. It's time to replace them with God's word, God's way of doing things. You know that you all, you're like, you like have a path. It's like when this happens, this is how you respond. When this happens, this is how you respond. You may not know it about yourself, but it's a pattern. Something goes bad, you do this, you act this, you respond this way in a negative every single time. You get in a fight, you replay that fight, you replay that word, you're already ready to fight back with your spouse, with your kids, whatever. You're like, ooh, okay. And sometimes I don't even know how people just like dig it up. Like they can remember like 20 things you did and you're like, huh, where'd you find that? Oh, it's right here in that cabinet. Bam. You know what? That same cabinet you need to be filling with the word of God. You need to fill with the word of God. So forgiveness, grace, mercy. When you start seeing others through mercy, you start seeing others through grace, you start forgiving them, you start understanding, you know what? God's got a plan. I may not be trusting their situation, but how can I change? We need to stop trying to change people. Anybody, can I get a witness? We need to stop trying to change people and understand where we ask God, how can I change? How can I change in this situation? How can I be the light to them? That could be to your kids, to your spouse. How can I be the salt to them? Imagine if we were light and salt and encouragement and love and building and encouraging each other. That's what we're called to do. Build each other up. Show respect and honor and love towards one another, right? We got to guard our heart. And we got to change the way we think. we got to pl- replace it with God's word. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down arguments. Y'all know you be having arguments. Be, mm, 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 and not a word came out of your mouth, but there's a whole argument going on in your mind, right? Casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This is who we are. This is what we are capable of. We are capable, come on, of taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. The word wouldn't tell us if we couldn't do it. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can take these thoughts captive. We'll be taken captive by our thoughts or we will take them captive to the obedience of Christ. We're going to be taken captive by them right? We're going to be taken captive by that bitterness. We're going to be taken captive by their resentment, or we're going to take that bitterness captive, and we're going to give forgiveness, and we're going to succeed in our life. We're going to succeed in our relationships. We're going to succeed in our health. Come on, we're going to succeed in our finances. We're going to succeed in our parenting. We're going to succeed in winning the loss and making disciples, because we are not going to be taken hold by those things that have happened to us, right? We're not a product of our environment. We are a product of love. Our thoughts are so 
powerful because our thoughts become our emotions. Our emotions become our actions. Our actions become our experience. And our experience creates our environment. Our created environment leaves our legacy. You know that if you're a parent, this you can see this so evident in your kids because you're dealing with thoughts. Right? You got a situation going on in the home. You got a situation going on with your family, which is creating emotions, which is creating your actions, which is creating their experience. And you start seeing them acting wild. You start seeing them giving each other attitude. And you're like, what's wrong with you? You as the parent, check your thoughts. Check your thoughts. Are your thoughts lining up with the word of God? Come on, are you casting all your cares to him because he cares for you? Check your thoughts because that is the environment you are creating. That's the legacy that we are living. As Jesus followers, we're going to be creating an environment of love. We're going to be creating an environment of victory. Come on, we're going to be living, uh, leaving a legacy for others that God did it for me, he'll do it for you. God did it then and he'll do it again. Come on, we're designed to leave a legacy of victory in Christ Jesus. Set your mind on Jesus and keep it set. When that circumstance, when that situation, come on, when that disease, when that cancer, when that financial situation, when that relationship devastation, when all that stuff is pressuring you, all those thoughts are pressuring you, set your mind on Jesus, set your mind on Jesus, set your mind on Jesus. There's a battlefield in the mind. There's a battlefield in the mind. We have everything we could ever need in Christ Jesus. We just got to learn to discover who we truly are. We got to learn to discover all the authority that we already have, that has already been given to us at the cross. When Jesus says, it is finished, it is finished. We need to walk in that victory, right? Set your mind on Jesus, keep it set. Paul said in Colossians 3, 1, Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above. What? Keep on. Keep seeking them. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above. The things, the heavenly things. Not on the things of the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world. Your new real life is hidden in Christ Jesus. How many of us are so focused on stuff that's just temporal? We're so focused on what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what money we're going to make, how we're going to do this, the house we're going to buy, the car we're going to have, the vacation we're going to take. We're so focused. We're so consumed on what is temporal. We died to this world and its way of doing things. Our new life is in Christ Jesus. Our new life is in him. And that's where our focus should be. Our focus should be set on him, right? The riches of this world can only offer us temporal value. We're not focused on that. We died to this world and its way of doing things, right? Our new life is in Jesus. And our new way of thinking starts with our relationship with him. Our relationship with Jesus, our new way of thinking starts with our relationship with him. You know what? 
We recently just saw some family, and my aunt had a picture of me as a teenager. And this picture was, I wasn't even a teenager yet. Actually, I was 12 years old, looking like I was 20. And, you know, this picture, it's crazy because you won't even recognize me. I, I should have brought it. Nah, no, nah, I will. <laughs> but anyways, I, I showed a few people this picture, and they're like, I can't even recognize you. Like, your eyes don't even look the same. Like, you just don't even look the same. Like, I, I look like a little thug. I think, like, I'm like, what up? Like, I look stoned. My eyes are, like, half asleep. It's, like, crazy. And I, I was only 12 years old, but I received Jesus at four. I received Jesus when I was four years old. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I knew how much I loved God. I loved God so much. My relationship with God was so real. He was my friend. But I didn't know how much he loved me. I didn't know grace. I didn't know that he had so much mercy. I thought he was just only loving the lost. But once you're in then he's out to get you. And so that picture was taken right before I came to Love Life Church. That picture was taken right before I heard that God loved me. And it's not about my works. And it's not about my actions. And it's not about what I do. Because let me tell you, I, was, I wasn't bad. I wasn't a good kid. I just wasn't a bad. I don't know. I was a fun kid. That's what I was. I was like, if it's fun, it's got my name on it. Like, let's go. And all the way, I, I think about it, and there was just so much religion, you know, religion, works, works, works. So I, I just thought it's, it's too boring. That's too boring. Ain't nobody got time for that boring life. And I would pray every night and confess my sins, the ones I could remember. And, you know, like saying the prayer because I thought, what if the rapture comes while I'm sleeping? I'll be left behind, but just getting the, the mark of the beast and everything's going to happen to me. You know, I just had all these religious thoughts, you know. So I was in fear. I was in fear of judgment. I was in fear that God was disapproving of me. I, I lived in so much fear, and I would pray. And, and one day I was like, God, you know what? I'm going to hell anyways because I'm so bad. I'm just going to have fun all the way till I get there. You know, I'm just going to have fun, fun, fun. And then when I get there, then I'll just burn in hell the rest of my life. I can't even imagine that I'm talking to God like this, you know. And he's like, girl, I got a plan for your life. Come on, you're going to meet Pastor Dan. You're going to meet, you're going to meet, Sal you're going to meet true salvation real soon. Keep on, keep on talking to me. Keep that heart after me. Come on, it's all right, it's all right. I, I just now thinking about it, you know, just, I was only 12, guys. <laughs> I got here at 13 and I already been to juvie. I already selling things you shouldn't be selling you got a quarter, you got a nickel, like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe the trouble I was in, and this picture was like right before my parents cut my hair off, they cut my hair off, they had, they had no more, they already whooped me, they took all my clothes, they took my door, they took everything, and all I had left was my hair, Just, you know, this beautiful hair, and one time I, I ran away and did this and did that, my dad came and found me, and my mom's like, I am going to cut your hair. That's what I'm going to do. I'm like, cut it. Cut it right now. If you're going to cut it, then cut it off. Oh, my gosh. What was I thinking? She gave me a pixie like this. I had this much hair. I had this much hair. I was like, woman, what you do? <laughs> she said, you said, cut it. Cut it off. So 
I can't even, I'm like, man, I can't even imagine myself as a child. Thank God for my parents bringing me here. Thank God, you know. So what I did is I went to the dollar store and I got that L.A. Looks gel that came in a big jug like this, like, a, like a, just like a jar. And I stuck my hand in there and I slicked that pixie so tight that it looked like a ponytail. And I bought one of them clip-on ponies and I said, your girl is back. Woo! My mom's like, she's the devil. <laughs> No, she never said that, but it it just reminded me of that sad place that I was at, just full of religion and just thinking that God was out to get me and I didn't understand grace and I didn't understand the love of God, but perfect love cast out fear. And the more we mature and grow in the love of God, then that fear cannot have a hold on us, but we run boldly, we run fearlessly to God. We just as we are, right? Come on, this new way of thinking starts. It starts with our relationship with Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, six. Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Come on, you guys. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Set your mind on Jesus. Set your mind on his word. Come on. We have to trust and learn to set our mind on Jesus and keep it set. When the circumstance is happening, when the situation is going on, when everything looks like a failure, we need to set our mind on Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you're made right with God. In Christ Jesus, it's not by our works, it's not by our actions, it's by the blood of Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we are made right with God. Come on, you are forgiven, you are healed, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You are daily overcoming the devil. You're being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Come on, you are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. These are your I am's. Come on. This is who you are. You are led by the spirit of God. You are above only. You are getting all of your needs met by Christ Jesus. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. This is who you are. This is why we need to discover who we truly are. Otherwise, we are going to try to go to that world and get our our needs met and they cannot meet your needs. Do you know that a person cannot meet your needs? Like, I'm just looking for my other half. No, you're whole. In Christ Jesus, you are complete. Spirit, soul, and body. You need 100% of you, and 100% of them makes 200% of both y'all, okay? Coming together, be one, not 50% of me. I don't want 50%. I want you whole in Jesus, right? Completely whole in him. Nobody needs half a person walking around. You know, I need these legs. You don't need half of a person. We need you whole in Christ Jesus. You can do all things. Set your mind on Jesus and keep it set. This is the only way that we're going to think ourselves happy. This is the only way. This is how we think ourselves happy. This is how Paul said in Acts, I think myself happy. He was 
in jail, being persecuted, and he thought himself happy to go, with, went, to go through what he went through, right? For the cause of Christ, we think ourselves happy, happy to be alive for such a time as this, happy to be alive. God called us in this era. He called us in this age. Don't be afraid of COVID. God called you for right now. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. Come on, rise up and discover who you are. Discover the purpose that, and the plan that he has for your life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. You are made right with God through your good works. Nope, not at all. You can't do it. It'll never work. That's just an endless endless game that the enemy wants to play with your mind. Nope, it's in Christ Jesus. Do you know how freeing it is? Because when you make a mistake and when you blow it, you remember, whew, thank God it's not by my works. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God for his grace and his mercy. And you run to him and you acknowledge it. You say, God, you say the same thing. You confess your sin. God, I missed it. I missed the mark. I missed the aim of love. Help me. Give me an understanding of your love. Give me an understanding of your plan and your purpose. Talk to God, right? Run to him. Jesus took our sin in his own body on the cross. We look to Jesus and we put our faith in him. Come on. And get his right standing with God and not our own. This is the connection. This is what we needed. This is what when I was a teen, what I didn't know, but I needed to know. That it's through Jesus, in Christ Jesus, that we get to receive his right standing with God. And it's not about me. It's not about my works, right? No, it's not about our actions that make us acceptable to the Father. It's our trust in Jesus. Jesus, I trust you. Jesus, I trust you. Come on. I trust you for my healing. I trust you that I am forgiven. I trust you that you've got a plan and a purpose. I trust you that we are going to make it through to the other side, the other side of this situation. Come on. Jesus said we're going to the other side. That means we're going to the other side. We're going to be getting out of I see you, all these, all kinds of things. You know how many people are going through so much in this world, in this house? Come on. In our own Love Life Church, we got all kinds of people going going through so much, but we're going to get through to the other side. Jesus said we're going to the other side. We will get to the other side. Set your mind on Jesus and keep it set. No matter what's going on, no matter the pressure, set your mind on Jesus. Jesus, we already got the victory in you. I trust in you. I trust that it is finished. I trust in the work of the cross. Come on. Amen. Our belief in Jesus and his work of the cross. Put your trust completely in what Jesus did for you and receive this real relationship with God. The relationship that Jesus had with God, we can have with God. That we're only doing the will of the Father. Come on, we're only doing the will of the Father. Things going on. People have come and gone in my life. I'm such and such years old now. You know, it's been a minute. I've been around. And people have come and gone. And the crazy thing is, is that they, when I used to have uh, Facebook and Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but I'm not on there. You can't find me no more. No more DMs. That's right. Cut you off. So 
But when they used to find me, it's so wild that they would say, even people from high school, like, I knew that's what you'd be doing. You were trying to get us to church then. You out there doing that now. They're like, you look the same. And I'm like, you look old. (laughs) Man, life gets you, right? But when you're living this life for Jesus, you are full of life. There's so much life for you to just give out into this world, right? It was just, it's just funny when the things that people see that you don't see because you're just living this thing, you know? We're just living this thing. Trust God. That relationship that Jesus had with the Father, we can have with the Father. We can be led by the Father, only doing the will of the Father, not being consumed by this world's temporal stuff. We've got to lay it down. We died to this world. We're alive to God. The more you discover about Jesus, the more you discover about yourself, right? When you feel like a worthless, shameful loser, How many of y'all failed? Come on. Something you're like, I'm never going to do this again. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to conquer this thing. And what happens? We fail. We fail. We fail again and again and again. You're like, ah, I can't stand myself. Look to Jesus because that's who you are. And that's how the Father sees you. He sees you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you through the Son. God, Jesus is the head and we are the body. He sees you through Jesus. And that's why we're more than conquerors. Come on. That's why we can do all things through Christ who strengthens, us, who strengthens us. You can overcome and you will overcome, right? Look to Jesus and not your own works. Think yourself happy by meditating on the word, by meditating on who you are in Christ. Trust in in his finished work at the cross. It is finished and live free, free from guilt, free from shame. Come on, free from condemnation. You're not a condemned house. No, you are a You are a mansion full of life, full of light, full of love. You're not condemned. That's condemnation means that you're not fit for use. No more condemnation. The devil would love to lie to you and condemn you. He wants to put condemnation on you, that he condemns you for that act. He condemns you for this and for you acting that way. Nope, no more Nuh-uh, not today. Devil, no, not today. Not today. We're learning who we are in Christ Jesus. And we know that we are fit for use, for the work of God, that God has a plan, and that his plan will prevail in my life. And we will overcome because we're going to change the way we think. We're going to change the way we think about ourselves. We're going to change the way we think about the, si- the situation. Come on, we're going to change the way we think about guilt. We're going to start thinking about ourselves as in right standing with God through Jesus. Trust in him. Get off the religious treadmill. Come on, you running, 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 going nowhere. No, let's run this world for Jesus. Win this world for Jesus. We've got to align our thinking and actions with Jesus and his word. And this comes through personal experience, personal relationship. I can't have a relationship with Jesus for you. Come on. You can't have a relationship with Jesus for me. This is your personal responsibility. This comes through personal experience. We come to know Jesus. We come to know. 1 John 4, 15. Whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God God abides in him, and he abides in God. 
We have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. Remember I told you I knew how much I love God, I love God, but I just didn't know how much he loved me. This is what we got to come to know through personal experience with the word of God. We come to know God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides continually in him. In this union, in this fellowship, come on, in this friendship with God, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. We're going to have confidence when we lay our head on that pillow and we go to sleep. We're going to have guilt. We ain't going to have condemnation. We're going to have confidence in our relationship with love because God is love. Come on, with assurance and boldness to face him, to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world. First, we confess Jesus is Lord. Come on, we believe in you, Jesus. Then God abides in us and we abide in him. Then we come to know through personal experience the love of God. God's love, right? God is love and he loved us first. It's not about your love for him. It's about his love for you. As we grow mature in understanding of this love, we grow in confidence and boldness to face the Father. We run boldly to the Father. We run boldly to him, and we tell him what's going on and what we're dealing with, and we ask him what's his plan and what's his purpose and what does he have for us. We grow in boldness when we don't have no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No, we know who we are, right? The more we discover about Jesus, the more we discover about ourselves because as he is. So that's why we need to read Jesus. When Jesus is walking on water, come on, we're going to be having that same ability. And that's why he looked at the disciples and he said to the disciples, where's your faith? He said, follow me, I'll make you. Follow me, I'll make you. Everything Jesus was doing was an example for us, an example for us. And he says, greater works will you do. Greater works will you do. What's the greater works? That we were going to be able to bring salvation to the world. We were going to be able to bring Jesus to the world. He was still here. The work of the cross hadn't been done yet. So he's saying greater works. He's like, you're going to be able to bring people spiritually alive. You're going to be able to change their eternity forever. So greater works will you do. He called us for this day and this hour for the greater. Look at your neighbor, sir. You are great. The greatest. Come on. The greatest. You're the greatest. He called you for now. We're the greater. We're the greater because as he is, so are we in this world. And the devil wants to keep us under condemnation, guilt, oppression, bitterness, and resentment. Right? Because then we're never going to accomplish that greater. As he is, so am I in this world. Did y'all read that? As he is, so are we in this world. In this world. 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. We're not afraid of the virus. Come on, we're not afraid of what's going to happen to this country. We're not afraid of the media. We're not afraid of tomorrow. 
We're not afraid of death because perfect, mature love drives out fear. We're not afraid because fear involves the, ex- the expectation of divine punishment so that the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown in a sufficient understanding of God's love. We love because he first loved us. The only reason we're capable of love because God first loved us. It's time to grow an understanding of who we are in Christ. And it's time to grow an understanding of God's great love, right? The best adventure you could ever take is finding, knowing, discovering, understanding God's great love for you. His great love for you individually, you personally. God loves you. Find, discover, and come to know that love. Greatest adventure you'll ever take. Come on. We all want love. We all want to be loved. There's a song, but whatever. Because whenever I sing a song in here, it has the right, you know, whatever. But what comes out, I don't even know. There's no, like, it doesn't even sound like the song. So anyways, we're not going to go there. We all know I have this problem. But anyways, and you still love me somehow, some way, right? (laughs) We all want to be loved. We all need to be loved. We desire to be loved from people, from our parents and our peers. Because we were created to love and to be loved. But there's so much more to this love thing. There's so much more to God's love than just this superficial, God loves you, God loves you, yeah, God loves you, peace be with you, God loves you. It's kind of like, uh-huh, like what? Got a sticker, God loves me, and you're growing up singing God loves me, and then one day you need to know, does God really love me? Let me tell you, God loves you, right? God's love isn't one-dimensional. God loves all of you, all sides of you. Even the side you don't want none of us to know about, come on, God loves you. In Ephesians 3, 17, so that God may dwell in your hearts through your faith and that you may have been deeply rooted, securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. And here you go, that you may come to know. This is how we grow. This is how we mature. We come to know the love of God practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge, superficial knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your whole being with all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your everyday life. That's what we're seeking, this richest experience. It comes from God's love, completely filled and flooded with God himself because God is love, right? God is love. There is a width and length and height and depth to God's love. We can personally experience this love. All of us, all of us can experience. We come to know. We come to know through personal experience. Come on, through personal experience. When things happen, we get to see God's love all over our family. We get to see God's grace all over our family. We get to see God's wisdom all over our family. Come on, we get to see God's prosperity. And if you're in the middle of the storm, come on, let me remind you, you're getting through to the other side. You will get through to the other side. Come on. 
This experience surpasses mere knowledge, mere, mere understanding. Who's ready to experience the fullness of God? the width and length and height and depth. Let's personally experience this, right? Completely filled and flooded with God himself. How are we gonna do that? Grow deep roots in love. Grow deep roots in understanding of God's great love. Understanding of his love is the most important thing that you could discover. It's the most important thing. Set your mind on Jesus. Keep it set. Set your mind on Jesus and keep it set on his love, on his mercy, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Love is the greatest. Love conquers all, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, Love suffers. What? You know, people want to say this at their wedding, like, oh, love is patient, love is kind. Love suffers. It's got long suffering. Anybody been in a relationship more than five minutes, you know you suffered. No. <laughs> Why? Because we people, right? Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. God's love never fails. God's love is endless. God's love is unconditional. God's love is unlimited. Come on. You are so loved by God. And he proved that love through the priceless blood of Jesus. 1 John 4, 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son, Jesus, into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved him, but that he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sin. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. We ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression, right, in us. Who's ready, come on, to experience the love of God? Then we got to express that love towards each other. As we build each other up, we're expressing the love of God, and that's how we're experiencing the love of God from each other, right? Completely filled and flooded with God himself, sharing his love with this world, sharing his love with our family, sharing his love with our household. Come on, reminding ourselves of his great love for us. Let's grow deep roots in understanding of God's great love for us. And the more we discover about Jesus, the more we discover about ourselves. Because as he is, so are we in this world, right? Meditate. Think yourself happy. Reminding yourself of who you are in Christ. Set your mind on Jesus and remind yourself, in Christ Jesus, come on, I am forgiven. 
I am healed. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. I'm daily overcoming the devil. I am being transformed by the renewing of my mind. I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. I am led by the spirit of God. I am above only and not beneath. I am getting all of my needs met by Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror, right? Come to know. We come to know. Come to know who you are. Come to know who God is. Abide in him and he abides in you. God is love. Meditate on the word day and night and think yourself happy. Think yourself happy. No matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, think yourself happy through the word of God. God has a plan and he has a purpose. And he has a perfect place for you in the body of Christ. You are planned to be here in this hour. You, God has a plan for your life. And the first thing we do is we call on the name of Jesus. The first step to all of this is relationship with Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. If tonight you would like to call on the name of Jesus, if you've never called on the name of Jesus, let's say a prayer together, all of us. Say this with me, say, Jesus, I call on your name right now. I believe in you. I ask you to save me and set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this new life. I want to live in this new life and receive all that you have for me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. And just like that, you enter into the family of God. And if tonight was your first time calling on the name of Jesus, I would love to see your hand. We've got something for you. We've got a booklet for you. Gives you a little bit more information on your next steps in your relationship with Jesus. If you're online and you receive Jesus, please click that I receive Jesus button. Get us your address. We'd love to send you that same resource. I love you guys so much. I believe in you. I'm so excited to live this life with you guys. Come on. Loving God, loving people, loving life. Let's go. I love you guys. Have a great night and I'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.